Today on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work, we're talking about your beautiful, powerful, angry self. Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Kirsten Barron. And I'm Karina Hoyer. And we are so glad that you are here with us today. As you know, Karina and I care deeply about women and their work, and we want women to have more ease, meaning, and joy at work, and all of that good stuff. Yep. And seriously, I think today's episode on anger is part about getting more ease, meaning, and joy. Yeah, it is. It's funny. By the way, my answer, yep. I'm going to say yep to everything you say today. I love that. That's just going to I be- love an affirmation. You know, I love an affirmation. <laughs> Full disclosure to the listeners, Crane and I are super cranked up. One, we're talking about anger, which cranks you up. And two, we did our power poses. <laughs> we did our power poses. And if we sniffle, we're sorry, because as you know, we're in the barn and it's like 22 degrees. Only a slight exaggeration. Maybe it's like 45 or 50. No, it was 38 when we came out here. Yeah, it's cold. We had to do our jumping jacks and power poses to get ready about this, but also... But we're pumped to talk about anger. We are pumped to talk about anger. Kirsten, why did you want to do this episode? You were the one that was super, super... uh, Into it. Into it. You know, I think it's the one emotion that I'm better at than you are. (laughs) (laughs) My one strong thing that, you know, honestly, I do think, you know, I learned anger in my family of origin in probably a pretty destructive way from my dad. My mom was not that way. And I think over the years, I have kind of taken that fire that was so destructive in so many ways in my family, and I have turned it into something really productive and useful and that I really rely on to accomplish some of the things I want to accomplish in my life. So I'm one of these people that believes that anger is good, that it is cleansing, motivating, energizing, it's clarifying. So that's why I wanted to talk about it. I just don't think we talk about it enough. And because we don't talk about it and do it, I think sometimes we're not very good at it. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, even in the last episode, we read that Aristotle quote about, you know, being angry is great, but It's frequently Mm -hmm. difficult to do that sort of at the right capacity Mm -hmm. to the right people, the right degree, the right time, et cetera. And that comes with practice. I think one of the things, though, that you said was really interesting to me, which is that you're really good at it, yet I would argue that I've never seen you angry. Is that just because the situation... I've not been really angry at you. Or, but I mean, like, I've seen you frustrated yes, or in, yes. in different situations. Right, I've seen right. you yeah. struggling. I've not. It's not something I use all the time. It's a very special tool. It's like you say, it's like hot sauce. Yes, it's like hot sauce. <laughs> Be careful. No, I, I don't use it very often. And I, I, there's probably many people in my life who I'm close to who have never seen me angry. But there's a whole lot of them who have. Yeah, that is yeah. really interesting. I... Yeah, what about you? Tell me your connection. Because you were game for this. No, I'm, all, I'm a game for anything you suggest. You know that. But I don't... I, I, my... <laughs> I love sentences that start with me just stuttering to even come up with a thought. <laughs> Apparently, that's going to be this episode for me. No, I feel like I kind of went back and forth between being really angry at everything mm-hmm. to not. I mean, I think I've experienced anger in its extreme, but not frequently enough where I've gotten good at it necessarily. My family didn't have a lot of anger. I mean, I can remember one or two times where my parents fought in, you know, my entire childhood. We talked things out, you know, you don't go to bed angry, like you don't go to bed upset. So there's a lot of communication that was really tailored in my family around 
mediating and keeping... Well, don't, I mean, your family has a very Midwestern sensibility, Yeah, right? Exactly. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I would say that. And that Absolutely. is not punctured by anger. No, no. But I, you know, I was an angry teen and certainly an angry young adult. And I can remember a couple instances where I didn't do it well. It's, you know, mostly targeted at boyfriends or friends mm-hmm. or just like what felt like drama. I would say it was, it was more like, yeah, drama anger rather than what felt emotionally to be emotionally driven anger. Driven like, anger. yeah. yeah. Yeah, interesting. You know, but also as women, I think we have, regardless of what your family of origin story is, we're told a lot of things about anger as women that I think also dictate, at least for me, how I managed it. Women aren't really supposed to be angry. That is certainly not a lady-like emotion. Mm -mm. And I found that to be fascinating when doing the research. Which, by the way, pisses me off, as an aside. Oh, I know. That makes me really angry. It makes me super angry. It's the weirdest thing to hear that and be angry about not being able to be angry. (laughs) It really does. Well, (laughs) I agree. It's funny, though, that... There are so many things about anger that we're told as women that I didn't really think about till we started doing research for this. So, so I want to thank you for bringing the subject to the forefront because I learned a lot just in the... Yeah, you actually found some very interesting things. And I'm Karina found a great TED Talk because, you know, we're total TED junkies now after our TED experience. Yeah, because we've attended <laughs> TED. They're calling us all the time to yeah. hear about our opinions. Karina, oh talk- my God, TED sent me a survey. They wanted to know how my experience was. They wanted to know what we thought. <laughs> they asked our opinion. Okay, back to you. So you listened to a great TED Talk. Tell us a little about that. Okay, it was a woman named Soroya Chimali. And I'm saying that name based on how Google told me to pronounce her name. Chimali. It's a beautiful I, name. I would have screwed it up. So I hope that is accurate. Uh, it's a beautiful name. So she's kind of a... She's like the guru of women's a, anger. She's pissed. And she's, but she's also like, after the TED talk that I listened to, Karina, I went out looking for, she has a lot of stuff out there. She's kind of, I love it. She's like the guru of anger. Yeah. Yeah. And she has done a fair bit of research and studying women's anger, especially. And she says, you know, women report being angrier in more sustained ways and with more intensity than men do, which is really interesting Interesting. to me because so women are report being way more angry than men do, but we don't show it. Mm -hmm. We don't display it. Mm -hmm. We don't let others see it. And she maintains that is because we're told a variety of stories about femininity and Anger. anger. Some of those include that anger is an emotion better left unvoiced. And I don't know if I was taught that or told that overtly, but I certainly... It totally invalidates it. It's like, don't talk when you're angry. Don't try and communicate when you're angry, which then invalidates the very intensity of your emotion. Yeah. Which, you know, it's funny. So I'm like, well, take a deep breath before you... You know, like I kind of get that, though. Don't talk when no, you're I angry. No, I get take a deep breath. But you get to be angry. You get to d- explore what's behind that. She also says it's the moral property of boys and men. Yes. Which I think moral course, property yes. of boys and it's men. It's okay if they fight and hit out of anger. The next minute, it's fine. It's okay if they are jerks to each other. The next minute, they're all fine. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah, and... Women, if you do display anger, if you do let it out, especially as you get older, you're seen as spoiled or high maintenance 
or shrill or ugly. If you're a woman of color, yeah, we have other labels for we you. We're going to really do you in. Yeah. Yeah. Then they were going to name you. We're going to call you, whether it's the spicy Latina, and Soroya talks about this, the spicy Latina, the crazy white woman, the sad Asian, and of course, the angry black woman. Right. So, you know, it's not like, oh, what's going on with her? Where's this emotion coming from? Let me be curious and know the things that are driving you to this emotion. It's let me just name you. Let me just shame you and label you. Shame you you and minimize you. Yeah. 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 Did you have any of that when you, I mean, you said you opened the show saying this was an emotion you're really good at and that was a common thing in your household. It doesn't sound to me like you were shamed for your anger. Oh, no. And I would say I did not use anger when I was in my household with my family of origin. That was the sole territory of my father. But I just learned it really well there. I did not probably use anger until I got out of my house in college. And I think I, honestly, Karina, I think I learned how to be so scary from him that when I'm angry, I think people are too scared to mock, to minimize, to do anything but try and hold on to their seats. <laughs> and then if you add my lawyerness, which is my use of words, my love of language, my total extroverted communication style, yeah. you know, I communicate really deeply about my anger. No one would ever say, I don't know what Kirsten is angry. <laughs> <laughs> How anyway, does, how does it manifest itself? You told me some interesting stories about being very, very angry that I found interesting. Do Wait, you want- should, let me tell you my cantaloupe story. Yeah. So this is not a work-related story. And I will tell you, I tend to be more curated with my anger at work. I really do, because I just find that those relationships deserve that, as do my ones in my family. But sometimes with myself, I'm not as curated, you know, with just myself. After I was in the middle of my divorce from the kid's dad, I had just come back from the food co-op and I had these beautiful organic cantaloupes. And I had just learned a piece of terrible information that kind of sealed the deal for me that there was no redemption in this relationship. And so I went outside and I threw this gorgeous, ripe, organic, expensive cantaloupe against the side of my garage. Mm. And it popped like a head. I was so angry and I threw it so hard it was like a head. And so I immediately went inside and got the other one and did the same thing. Oh, it yeah. felt so good. It, it felt, felt so good. good. I was going to say it felt good. Sometimes I think when I've expressed my anger like that, I feel shame. Oh, see. And I think that's where I talk about the family of origin. It was normalized for me. Yeah. It was normalized in a way that was abnormal, just to be clear. Like, I learned that's not okay, but I did take something from it that has turned out to be valuable for so me. So you have since learned that that's not okay, that whatever happened in your family of origin is not okay. The, the way my dad behaved is not okay. Okay. Right? But that doesn't mean I didn't learn something very valuable from it. Right. And I think that women tend to, when they are angry, and this is something that Soroya really addresses beautifully in her TED Talk. She says, you know, women tend to cry, get sad feel shame, yep. like you just articulated. Yeah, like I can imagine picking up that melon, those melon pieces, just like, how did I let myself, like, you know, oh, no, pulling out the, ho- like, me. why did I let myself do this? How did I lose control? Mm-hmm. How did I get to this point? There's nothing wrong. I mean, it was probably $10 worth of melons. I mean, they were expensive. Yeah. And at the time they felt even more expensive. Yeah. But I was like, so what's the problem with that? 
nobody was around. There were no kids. I didn't scare anybody. Yeah. Yeah. That mm-hmm. to me is kind of the aha moment in this is like, wow, you did. I, I've let myself do that. I've let myself throw the Caesar salad against the wall when I caught my boyfriend cheating. It's the white fire of anger. Yeah. I've had mm-hmm. that. And then I just feel terrible. And I think that's really common, Karina. I think that is really... What is wrong with me? Why did I let myself lose that control? I think that's what I mean. Why did you let yourself lose control? And I'm going to posit that you change the frame of the question, which is, why does everybody think it's bad for you to throw the salad against the wall? Right. Exactly. I am not suggesting that that's our only response to a problem at all. But I'm just suggesting that sometimes that's a fine response. Exactly. And so what Soroya is saying is, instead of feeling that emotion, instead of throwing the cantaloupe against the wall and then being fine about it, we temper this emotion and we express it in different ways. Like you said, mm-hmm. cry, depression, depression, sadness. We get sick. We become the wounded heroine, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting, which is also perpetuated by media and by books and by art and what whatnot. Yeah, she would argue that anger unexpressed leads to chronic pain, mental distress, anxiety, self-harm, bad immune response, cardiovascular problems, higher mortality rates. She would say that when you internalize that anger or don't express it or make it something it's not, like sadness, that it really affects our bodies. Which is also interesting because she couched many of those things as, quote, women's illnesses. Mm -hmm. And so some of the things that we see as women's illnesses are the direct result in her mind well, I'm not sure I can make that statement, but influenced men, by certainly, are, yeah, are certainly affected. influenced by our unwillingness to express anger in its true and raw form. Mm-hmm. And when we do express that anger, to allow ourselves that emotion rather than try to quickly tidy it up mm-hmm. and figure out how to not do that again. Yeah. And my point is, I think that we really should practice it in a way that where it is constructive and appropriate, right? But we need to not let society tell us that it's not appropriate for us to experience anger. We also need to practice it. So we practice it. Mm -hmm. I mean, not a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. After this episode, look out. All the families are going to be like, Karina Kirsten. Barry and Steve are like bracing themselves. No, no, Steve is not. Steve is well experienced (laughs) with this. Bless his heart, my beloved. Yeah, Barry is too, frankly. But I think that's it. Like, we need to practice it so women's anger is normal. We need to mm-hmm. practice it so women aren't shrill or spicy. The Latin, like, those words make me sick to my stomach mm-hmm. because at the very root of this anger are some really big issues. Really th- big issues. We have a lot to be angry about, in fact. There was a wonderful, wonderful article in The New Yorker, which I will put in the show notes, called The Perils and Possibilities of Anger. And one of the things that was so arresting to me when I read this article, it says women have a lot to be angry about. Women between the ages of 18 and 44 are nearly twice as likely as men to report feeling really exhausted every day. We know we've talked in our other shows about how women make less money. We've talked about how the highest paying job categories are mostly dominated by men. 
We've talked about female patients being treated for pain less often than men. So if you're a man who goes in to be treated for pain, you're likely to get pain treatment more than women. One in five women has been sexually assaulted, and I challenge that number. I think it's more. I think it's more. I think New Yorker that that information is incorrect. And about two-thirds of women have experienced some kind of street harassment, half of them before they turn 17. Oh, yeah. I got a lot of stories about that. One in four women lives with domestic violence, mm. too. So there's a lot to be pissed off about. That's it. Yep. And so here's the thing. Also, there's a lot to be angry about in our every day, actually. These things are things that are happening every day. And I guess that's part of why I tap into my anger is because it energizes me for change or communication or just even not to accept the status quo. I find it interesting too that, you know, back to the facts that women have so much to be angry about. You know, reading that list, it was like a gut punch. That's, I had the same experience. Just like, holy shit. And you know all these things individually, but when they list them out in a list of 12, you're like, oh. And that's not even half of it. No, that we could make, make more. But the, yeah. You know, so the, the things that women are living with. I'm chuckling to myself because I'm like, oh, I'm pissed about that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> These episodes air on a local radio station, KMRE, and we've got a lovely woman who edits out all of the cuss words because, oh. you know, she, we're not allowed to cuss on the air. And she Thank is you. just going to have a heyday with, with this anger. episode because mm-hmm. I am so fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but back to my point. This list is not even the half of it. I mean, think about all of the things. Okay, we're making less money than men by a significant amount. We're harassed by men all the time. We're abused by men. We're and then we're told to just tamp it down. Yeah. Don't express your anger. It's like a setup. It's a total setup. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not ladylike. It's not ladylike for you to be mad about being harassed. Yeah. You need to be able to talk to us in a way that's calm and measured and, and rational hurt, and right. reasonable. And don't hurt my feelings. Don't hurt my feelings. Right. Okay. I want to go to anger at work. Because even though I think I really do, you know, we are about work and women, and that work part is really important. And I think that anger at work is particularly problematic for people. Yeah, and it's an interesting emotion, I think, to express at work, period. I don't know what place anger has in the workplace. And of course, you know, I think it has a very important place in the From workplace. From anyone, but I think that's because I've been conditioned to think anger is something you are always in control of. You can be in control of your anger, and I think you should be. But you get to be angry. But you get to be angry. So what does getting to be angry look like and also in control of it and not judging yourself for it? I mean, those are the three things I think we're asking for, right? Can I restate that? Because that was just sort of a big thing for me, a big thought for me that I hadn't had before. Yes. So we're trying to get to this. No, (laughs) I love it. You know, sometimes Karina and I surprise ourselves in these episodes. Like, wow, that's what I think. I know. I always surprise myself. Like, especially when I listen back to this, I'm like, Jesus, you actually kind of sound halfway intelligent. That's a surprise to me sometimes. No, but I think what we're trying to say is like, Like, anger is okay. There's nothing wrong with Mm -hmm. anger. Mm -hmm. You should be in control of how you express it. We want you to feel it. We want you to be in control of how you express Mm -hmm. it. And we want you to not beat yourself up for having that emotion. Is that what we're looking for? Yes, that's what we're looking for. And let's talk about the why first. Sure. Like, what does being angry at work mean? 
give us? Yeah, how does why, it, yeah. why, why are mm-hmm. we interested in fooling around with this, right? Yeah. Okay, so there's a very interesting article in the Harvard Review, of course, in the show notes, that talks about women, actually, and men, and anger at work. So in evaluating job candidates, you know how they do these studies where participants watch these job interviews yeah. and make determinations? Yeah. Participants gave higher status or more regard to angry men over sad men. Interesting, uh-huh. right? Because the patriarchy harms men as much as much as women. It does. I'm not sure it does as much, but, but it, it does. certainly does. Um, they gave a higher status to an angry man, obviously, over an angry woman, right? Mm-hmm. But they gave higher status to sad women versus angry women, which yes. I find super interesting. The wounded heroine. The wounded heroine, yep. Participants in the study were more likely to attribute a woman's anger to something internal in her, mm-hmm. her temperament, her problem. Her time of the month. Oh, my God. I know. Don't even get me started. And women who were candidates who gave an explanation of their anger were elevated and more highly regarded by the study participants, which this is my point. Okay. This is what I mean by curating your anger. Sure. Like, I think because I am so verbal and extroverted and I'm an external processor, everybody knows why I'm angry because I tell them, right? Mm-hmm. And I can think of many situations at work where somebody said something where I felt, for usually for me, my anger at work is triggered by an unfairness. Mm-hmm. And that's even for my clients. It's for my coworkers. I have a sense of unfairness. And... When I, when I have that sense of unfairness, it does make me angry because I value it in the world. And when I see something happening where there isn't fairness, the thing that I value is threatened. And maybe it's fear, maybe it's power, maybe it's whatever, but I get angry. Okay. And I typically will say, and you can see it. I mean, I am seething. There is steam coming from my body. I tend to straighten myself, position myself, and it's almost like I am settling myself in. Like people know that yeah. I'm about to tell them what the F is going on. Oh, for you me. take your glasses off too. Oh, that's right. You I take do your that. glasses off and you just look at that do. person. I do take my glasses <laughs> off because, you know, they're from close and this is somebody that's a little further away and I got to sear into them. <laughs> <laughs> but you explain. I explain and I say, you just said this. That strikes me as unfair or whatever it is. And then I really ask them for a response. So according to this study, verbalizing mm-hmm. your reason for anger mm-hmm. creates a situation where that anger is more, I'm going to say, acceptable. Yes, it's acceptable, it's understood, and it's less likely to be interpreted as your character flaw. Right, as an internal issue. Mm-hmm. Somebody can then accept the anger from you as a woman and also maybe even understand that it's because of an external factor like the situation. Like you're a jerk. Or you provoked me. Right. Or you have done something that is inconsistent with our culture. You have done something inconsistent with our agreement. And this is the third time you've done that, and now I'm frustrated and angry with you. And I want to be really clear. I do think it worked. There are some really hard rules about anger. Nothing physical. There's no physicality to it. There's no throwing. There's no pounding. There's no beating. There's no raising of the voice. I would really say there is no yelling. It's one thing to change your tone 
Yeah. Like I, I'm all about the tone change, but I do think that yelling is really hard. I think it's really hard for people to hear that and you want your anger to be heard. So again, what you're suggesting is the emotion is not wrong. The emotion is not something you need to stifle and in fact, you should channel it, but how you channel it, how you deliver, what information you provide when you're delivering the thing, the anger is Kind incredibly of, important and, and the why, key. And we need to start practicing that from an early age. And you notice the difference between I threw a cantaloupe against the garage yeah. by myself yeah. that I cleaned up by myself yeah. versus sitting in a meeting, uprighting myself, looking at somebody clearly and plugging into my emotion enough to create a tone to communicate that with the information I have. That's right. Very different. They're very different. And this is what is, I mean by I'm an anger carrier. And it is a skill. <laughs> it is a rare thing for people to have the presence of mind and the practice and the vocabulary and the confidence to do exactly what you just described, which is one of the reasons why if we want women to be successful at tapping into this emotion, using it in their lives, not only their personal lives, but certainly at work, we need to normalize this emotion from an early mm -hmm. age. We need to help young girls and women express it and see that it is Okay. It's a force for good. It is a force it can, for good. It can be. It can be a force for bad, of course, but it can be a force for good. It can. I want to give one little defense mechanism because women are sometimes mocked at work. Uh -huh. And I suspect that listeners will at some point be, their response, their angry response will be challenged. And I think the best thing to do in that case is to ask a question. I find your response interesting that I have just communicated that I cared about this and this is what you want to talk about. That's interesting. Uh -huh. Don't let them deflect you off your point. Yeah. And don't call them out as negative. Just find it interesting. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I do know what you mean, and you're a master at that. I've also <laughs> seen the glasses come off and the cocked head and the like, huh, huh that's, that's interesting. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, is usually, there's a level of sincerity in there, just to be clear. <laughs> I know. I know there is, but I've seen that. I've said I've never seen you angry, but I've seen a lot of these other, uh, yeah. they express it in other ways, so I actually have seen So, you Karina, angry. what's, if we do this? Well, that you, was, you were saying, it's, it's an art, it's a skill, it's something that, if we are trained to tap into and we do it well we do experience it. people who are able to process their anger like kirsten can <laughs> <laughs> and make meaning from it are shown to be more creative more optimistic more intimate better problem solvers and even have greater political efficacy being better pol at politics mm -hmm. So if you're able to use, of course, because anger is one of the many emotions, if you're able to use your full range of emotions, you're going to be a more well-rounded and successful and happy and creative and optimistic person. At work. At work. Mm -hmm. But women are told, don't. Because mm -hmm. the patriarchy just has that thumb. Yeah, they want they they, to keep you under their thumb. That they want to keep you under their thumb. You know, so all of this was really fascinating for me, especially, and clearly I'm learning a lot through this show. You can hear the aha moments, just like one after the other, you know, like normal when I talk to Kirsten. <laughs> but I also loved some of these quotes that oh, we yeah. came across uh, about anger. 
all of them from women. So can we explore that in the last few minutes? Yes. And I'm going to start out with one by Maya Angelou, who's one of my favorite authors. And I love this quote by her. I've seen it many, many times. Bitterness is like cancer. It eats upon the host, but anger is like fire. It burns it all clean. And the reason I wanted to bring out this quote was because I think people think that anger eats you up. And I disagree. Bitterness and resentment eat you up. Anger, I agree with her. It is like fire. It just burns white, right? Yeah. And so I think that women tend to think of anger as bitterness and resentment, and it's not. They're different things. Yeah, yeah. And Maya Angelou, that is phenomenal. Well, and I think that's it. I think that if we're not expressing it, if you don't Mm -hmm. just get the flash, the flare, the gut-wrenching emotion, and you just internalize it, it does turn into bitterness. Mm-hmm. If it's not okay for us to express what's bothering us, we do start to, yeah, it just internally. We get weird. We just get weird. We get weird. Bad things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another quote was by an author, Zadie Smith. And, you know, she talks about really what it's like to try to write without expressing anger. She said, I felt like a hand was at my throat when I first started writing. That if I was going to be a proper writer, I'd better be as polite as possible and as calm as possible and as unangry as possible. And recently I've been thinking, you know what? Fuck that. (laughs) Basically. That's exactly the quote. I thought this was such a great quote, not just for a writer, a woman writer, but a woman worker. Yeah. I mean, I really think that if we always go in thinking we need to be polite and calm and all of those things, because if we're too emotional as women, we're going to be in trouble. I love that where she's like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, which also kind of comes with age. I think it comes with experience. Yeah. I Hopefully we have experiences as we age, but I agree with you. I think it's easier. But I also see a lot of young women in my life who are already there. Yeah, and it didn't take them twenty, you know, many uh, to get there. Yeah, it just they, they're there, and I love it. I do too. I do too. Yay for the young women! Yeah. Yay for the young women the out sisters. there for sure. Before we move on to the next quote, I want to back up to one thing that we didn't get to, and that is the function of anger. Oh, and that it tells you something's not right. Mm-hmm. It tells you something's mm-hmm. off. It taps it's a into, warning sign. it's a warning mm-hmm. sign. And so, yeah, people who express their anger are healthier. Yes, people who are able to express their anger productively seem to live a different life emotionally than others. But those who are able to tap into that emotion also know it's our body's warning sign. Mm-hmm. And women need to have practice in feeling that. Not only what you don't, it, but it tells you what Paying you, attention yeah, to the warning sign. It lets you pay attention to the warnings. It tells you what you don't want. It's the danger. And it also tells you what you do yeah. want. It gives you a clear, you know, it gives you the yin. It's the yin and yang. Well, what I love about what you said is it's a warning signal that is so important to the rightness of your life that we are told to turn off. And it, like, what is a better warning signal than anger? Like you can't miss it. That's right. And yet people are telling you to turn it off. And I love it that you brought this back, Karina, because I think it is the most obvious part of this conversation. Yeah. 
I mean, it is the most important part of the conversation. And I think when I just read that, like that Zadie Smith quote, I felt like a hand was at my throat mm-hmm. when I first started writing. That's it. The hand on your throat. Like, That's a bad sign. You don't get to express the very th- mm-hmm. warning. You don't get to sound the alarm bell. Yeah. Which is, like I say, like one of our most important signals. Exactly. That you're told. Yeah. No. Okay. So can I end with the Maya Angelou quote just again? Because. Oh, yes. Okay. I just think it really articulates so beautifully why I wanted to talk about this. Okay. Why it's so important. Yes. Okay. You should be angry. You must not be bitter. Bitterness is like cancer. It eats upon the host. It doesn't do anything to the object of its displeasure. So use that anger. You write it. You paint it. You dance it. You march it. You vote it, you do everything about it, you talk it, and you never stop talking. So that's that full Maya Angelou quote, but I I can't stop, Krina. I got to do the Audre Lorde one. Do we have time? Yes. Okay. Can we stop? Before you read Audre Lorde, Lorde, though, God damn it, Maya. That is such a great piece of advice. It's everything. It's that full quote. I mean, she kind of, the first quote we said has that same kind of theme in it, Yeah. but I love it that it's, you use it, you, you paint it. it, you, yeah, you never stop talking about it. Exactly. And that's why I wanted to come back to this wonderful Audre Lorde quote as well, because I think she says the same thing. Every woman has a well-stocked arsenal of anger, potentially useful against those oppressions, personal and institutional, which brought that anger into being focused with precision. It can become a powerful source of energy serving progress and change. So that's why I wanted to talk about anger, because I think that anger is at the absolute root of making change, whether it's about black lives, brown lives, women, whether it's about how you live in your home. I just think that it has a really useful place. Yes. And women's Mm -hmm. anger is not to be mocked. It's not to be shunned. It's not to be diminished. Mm-hmm. And it's w- not to be separated from you as if it's not part of you. That's right. Because you're a woman, you can't be angry. Yeah. No, it is part of you. And it should be harnessed. It should mm-hmm. be practiced. It should be used carefully carefully and effectively. Mm-hmm. And to get you more what you want. More ease, meaning, and joy. That's what we're talking about. God damn right <laughs> we are. Kirsten, as always, Jeez, this was it was fun. a good one, wasn't it? This was I love fun. anger. I know, and Listeners. we and we were able to slide work in there too. So we, you know, we stuck. <laughs> <laughs> we got, hopefully we accomplished our goal. Oh my goodness! Okay, moving into the winter months. What better time to start figuring out how to use your anger effectively? Oh, Kirsten, thank you so thank you. much for this. Thanks, listeners. Thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks for working. We'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Krina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Krina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. listening. <laughs>